Good morning. Good morning. A warm welcome to our Baptist Glenroy services for the church's service for the 13th of December. Uh, we're coming to you from Darkosh. Uh, we have people in person, which is really great to see, and a good number uh, as well, within our capacity, of course, uh, distance capacity. And uh, I went live a couple of minutes early online, so I uh, hope that we have a few people joining us either live on Podbean, listening, or watching on Facebook. We're going to start uh, with something a bit different. Uh, I say a bit different, it's uh, something that we're more familiar with in church, but uh, in recent times we haven't been able to have uh, congregational singing, which we still can't, uh, but there is a scope within the, the regulations to have uh, an individual uh, singing. Uh, and we're very grateful to uh, Hugh and Margaret for organising, making our plexiglass perspex, whatever it is, screen, uh, which uh, provides that little bit of extra uh, protection if anyone needed, as well as the distance. Uh, and we've got a few uh, different songs for you this morning. So uh, hopefully that will be an improvement over me doing my William Shatner impression and speaking the words uh, over Tom Clay. So we're going to have uh, Annette, first of all, giving us in the bleak midwinter. Thank you. 
uh, it will allow as well not to put volunteers under uh, additional pressure for extra cleaning in between services. So that's the expectation that it'll be online. Um, there's a lot of work to do this week before uh, we can confirm exactly what online services will be available. We'll try and produce something of a kind of service, something for Christmas Eve and something for Christmas Day. Um, the ongoing announcements continue with the Cooperage Food Bank. Thank you for those who contributed to that. Um, the reminder about the online shopping and you can go via uh, easy fundraising and make extra donations. There's a couple of extra things that are on the downloadable order, which of course the people in the building don't have. Um, one is for sores and knitters, excuse me. Um, there are a number of completed shawls and things that people have been busy either knitting the squares or sewing them up. Um, I won't take them all out, uh, but uh, we'll include them in our prayers later on. And uh, Elsa and Jean, thank everyone very much for uh, those that have contributed. If anyone's still got any, or knows anyone who's got any squares to be sewn up or things, then do be in touch with them. And I think there's teddies as well, is that right? And teddies to go to the police. Oh, for the, for the comfort teddies in, in trauma, yes. Uh, so uh, that's all uh, a great thing. And uh, thank you for that part of the, the ministry of serving people. Also, uh, I believe, I don't know if you've got any with you, but uh, there, there's homemade jam made from homegrown grown black currants which will be for sale from 102 Lock-in Road, uh, two pounds a jar, proceeds to the church, and uh, if you can't get there uh, to pay and uh, collect, then uh, it can be delivered locally. So if you fancy supporting in that way, and I believe, I'm allowed to announce what's coming up this week as well, uh, there's the intent to also make ginger uh, cordial, wine, ginger wine, uh, again, to sell on behalf of the church. So we thank you, you, uh, for, uh, Producing uh, that arrangement, and uh, yeah, do let Susanna and Ralph know if you have any questions about that. I think that was all that I put in. Oh, yes, this Wednesday uh, will be, if I've not lost track, I think this will be the last of our Wednesday prayer uh, Facebook lives, Wednesday evening at 7 30, uh, and we'll take a little break over the Christmas period. Um, talking of taking a break, I haven't discussed this yet with Henry, but um, our hope regulations allowing us that we might get away for a little bit. There is a, an online service that's been produced by the moderator of the General Assembly, uh, as he did for a couple of Sundays in the summer. So I'm hoping I can use that as our online service for the Sunday after Christmas. There we go. Now, birthdays, I'm not aware of any except one, I think, uh, Katrina Taylor from uh, Glenboy. Uh, happy birthday, Kat. I think that was recently announced, announced in advance. Uh, no one's waving at me for any others. Uh, nobody wants to admit to it or drop anyone else in it, but uh, a very happy birthday. If you've had a birthday or uh, indeed if you're celebrating any other uh, anniversary, Yeah. 
we haven't got a full, we haven't been in for half of Advent, uh, we haven't got a full uh, Advent wreath, but if we've got this candle in our heart, it would be good to light it uh, and to recognise uh, our, our journey through Advent nonetheless. Um, we've had, looking ahead to the prophets, uh, or, or the prophets looking ahead, I should say, and then John the Baptist. And uh, again, those who are at home might wish to light the candle uh, if you wish. Observe fire safety, of course. Um, but it is uh, preparation, and this third Sunday often, uh, in some traditions anyway, focuses on Mary uh, and very much on joy, the joy and excitement, but I think perhaps also the trepidation of that uh, angelic announcement and Mary's response to it. So, um, Tom, if you would like to uh, play just the, the one verse of people who use the words are, are up. This one we're not going to have sung, but I will light the candle and uh, share the words uh, of this. Pick <laughs> one. Stars keep the watch when night is dim. One more light the gold shall brim. Shining beyond frosty weather. Right, the sun and moon together. People would east and sing today. Love the sun was along the way. I read from Luke's Gospel, uh, first chapter, beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. In verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. For many people, perhaps even most people, this story is so familiar and well-known. Perhaps we miss things in it. And I'll include myself in that, uh, not even more familiar to me. We have nativities at school that we take part in, but of course, if you're as fortunate as I am to be chaplain to two primary schools, then usually you get to see at least two nativities every year. I often have the privilege also of being invited to see our Lady St. Joseph's. Uh, as well. Everything, of course, is different this year. The story has been told in many and different and uh, wonderful ways uh, from a variety of perspectives, including that of some characters who maybe not technically canonically in the Bible, but nonetheless appear in nativity plays. But well known or not, the story is amazing. A young girl, something 
very young, perhaps uh, in mid-teens, pledged to be married, perhaps to an older man, is told that she will have a miraculous baby who will be the son of the Most High, who will receive the throne of his father, his ancestor David. And rather than scream or run away, she wouldn't have been the first in the Bible to do that if she had, of course. Uh, Jonah, amongst others, was one who ran away from God's call, first time around at least. Or rather than say, yeah, right, yeah, I'm obviously on something or I'm having a, uh, you know, eaten some cheese and had a bad dream or whatever. Mary didn't respond in any of those ways. She's thoughtful. Don't get me wrong, she does have questions. I didn't read those verses, but she asks, how will this be? She knows the way of the world. She knows how it's supposed to work, and she hasn't yet uh, been married to the man she's supposed to be married to. But her main response is first acceptance of the role. She serves God. She asks, and you might even say it's a prayer, that things will transpire, things will be as the angel has said. But then even more than that, she doesn't just say, I all right, that's what we've got to do, that's my job, that's my task. She erupts, when she's uh, meeting with her, her relative Elizabeth, she erupts in that spontaneous hymn of praise to God. She glorifies God, rejoices in Him, recounts His deeds and actions through history, and especially His acts of justice, scattering the, the proud, bringing down the bad rulers, filling the hungry. And it's really an amazing response. It picks up on the prophecy in Isaiah that I used to inform and inspire the prayer earlier. We hear the other familiar words, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom, to proclaim release, and so on. The very words that Jesus would go on to announce his own ministry and to declare that he was the fulfilment of that prophecy. Now for some, perhaps in the Reformed, the Presbyterian traditions, we can be a little wary of Mary, if I can put it like that. Uh, we're not wanting to be seen to be coming from a different church tradition, and yet I think we can be overly worried about that, and there's lots to benefit from and learn from as we think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. There's much that all Christians from all stripes and traditions can learn, that openness to God that doesn't scream or run away or respond with doubt and cynicism. That willingness to see God's will done. We pray it, thy will be done. But do we believe it? Do we want that to happen? And that natural response and joy to God, praising Him in terms of the deeds of the past, as well as the expectations and prophecies of a bright future. Perhaps in the midst of 2020, it's difficult for us to think about what life was like before we had to distance and wear masks and do all these different precautions that perhaps some of us are a bit fed up of and tired of now, not least to not being able to meet up with people as much as we once did and in the ways that we once did. But can we look back and see those deeds of God in our own lives and in the world and be thankful? for those deeds of the past? Can we look at the expectations and prophecies that say there will be a new heaven and a new earth eventually 
There will be no more tears and mourning and crying and pain. But suffering doesn't endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I know for many of us, and I'll include myself in that, particularly perhaps when I wasn't well earlier in the year, it's difficult in the midst of the darkness to trust that the light's going to come in the morning. Or to switch that metaphor, to not believe that the, the light at the end of the tunnel is in fact an oncoming train. But that's not, nonetheless what we're, we're given examples of. A trust that in a, in a bright future, because Mary would go on to be a refugee, have to leave the country and live in fear of her life and her son's life. Mary would go on to see her son leave the family business and start this preaching ministry. She would go on to see him suffer on the cross. She would go on to grieve and then have that joy um, of knowing that he was indeed resurrected. But she couldn't know the ups and downs that she would face. She just responded and said, let it be as you have said. Praise God. So as we go through this Advent, as we go through the remaining time of the pandemic and the restrictions that we have, and as they change and develop and hopefully reduce, let's be a little like Mary. Some of us are called Mary, of course. But let's be a little like her. We're not called to deliver a child who will in turn deliver us from sin and death, but we are each called to bring to birth a word or a work that God has prepared in advance individually for us to do, to nurture and let it grow within us. Because you've got a purpose. Each one of you has a particular purpose that God has got for you. That very idea should give us the greatest of joy and should prompt our own songs of praise, even if we can't sing them all together just yet. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to hear that uh, setting of that hymn of praise and well-known hymn that more of this kind of go to and sing for us. Thanks, Mom.
uh, knitting and sewing and crafting to produce these uh, blankets and these John Teddies. And we pray that they will indeed be used uh, in different places through the police, through uh, other places that the blankets will go to provide warmth, to provide comfort, to provide a deeper sense than the physical of care and love from others that are shown to those who need them. Whether in time of illness and frailty, whether in time of uh, particular emergency and need, may they be signs and uh, tangible expressions of love from you through us to others who we may never know or meet. And Lord, I think today and this week again, if those in education, in particular in the upper parts of secondary school, adjusting to this announcement of no higher or advanced higher exams this year, but rather a continuous assessment. We pray for the changes that will need to be made in the teaching and preparation by teachers and students and exam or staff too. We think too of those in further and higher education, the students who wish to return home for Christmas, and I would like to think of one uh, in particular who's had a particularly hard time and in fact is taking time out of study with his relatives. But we pray for help for all those uh, like that who found college or university an isolating, challenging for mental health. Perhaps due to being away from home, yet still isolated and doing much work online. We pray for all who have struggled particularly during these last three weeks of Level 4 lockdown and ask that as things are eased here uh, to Level 3 uh, perhaps uh, lower in some areas there will not be a, a bounce and overconfidence that oh we're out of it now so we can do what we like but hope will still follow the relevant guidance to keep themselves and others safe and we give you thanks for the news of vaccines being approved and starting to be administered, for the hope that we can gain through that, that things will, though it may take several months, start to return more closely to normal. We pray on for those who have been ill in or out of hospital, naming Jeanette and Liz and Bill and Jean and Zach and Rehab, Charles and Mary, Mary and Robert, Bill, Margaret, many others known to us who had those unexpected times of being in the hospital or dealing with the virus or self-isolating. And we think too of those dealing ongoing or perhaps with the return of cancer and give you thanks for the work of the Beatson in Glasgow and other cancer centres too. We thank you too for those who took or are taking part this weekend in fundraisers and fundraising. And we pray for ourselves that our ears will be attuned to the voice of your messengers, that we will be able to recognise that we're called to a particular role and task, that we'll be able to respond with hope and joy that we will be able to share your love with all those around about us. We lift up all our prayers to you, those spoken, those in the silence of our hearts and minds. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. We'll invite Morag back to sing and uh, I'm delighted that she's going to share with us a song perhaps known to many. The words are up for you to reflect on. You might just wish to listen to Morag as she sings Scarlet Rose. Speak to both the hands of prayer. Thank you. 
Peace.